Hey there, everybody. Welcome to part two of the Lady Bird Lyndon B. Johnson episode here on Overshadowed Podcast. Uh, we, we talked about on part one. If you're just skipping straight to part two, God love you, you crazy nut. Part one was a courtship of Lady Bird via LBJ. We talked about LBJ's huge hog that comes up again. Wouldn't you believe it? And uh, JFK's assassination, Lady Bird's early life. She's a smart cookie. She's a girl boss. Uh, but now we're going to talk about how she helped Lyndon B. Johnson even run for elected office. She pushed him to do it. And uh, she dealt with a lot of shit from Lyndon in terms of uh, affection he was given to other ladies, pretty outwardly and insultingly. So hope you enjoy this episode. Write in if you, if you, if you, I'm dropping the accent. Write in if you want us to cover somebody else. Uh, we love you, appreciate you, enjoy. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, uh, LBJ gets elected. We have a lot more. This sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have a lot more, though. LBJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, LBJ's campaigning. Okay, this is crucial. LBJ, he used to work as a teacher, and that really informs the fact that he is not a racist Southerner. Yeah. There's all of his contemporaries, these Southern Democrats who do not want segregation. Uh, they do want segregation. <laughs> they don't want integration. They don't want black people to be in public spaces. They don't want them to be able to vote. Uh, they the really one? don't want them. Yeah, they really don't want them. Um, but LBJ's yeah. whole reason he wants to become the president is because he really feels like he can affect some change and drag the South back into the nation because it's it's just been a real sore subject. Like Reconstruction failed, Jim Crow South. It's not gone well. So he thinks he can fix it because he believes in integration, in racial equality, in his heart. Like he talks to MLK, he respects him. And so that's his like just righteous cause. And in order to enact it, he needs a lot of power. He needs to become president. He needs to get elected. And in order to get elected, he will do whatever he, he needs to do, which includes starting a war in Vietnam yeah. so that people won't call him soft on war. And this was crazy in the movie. This was like one of my favorite parts that I didn't know about Vietnam. Some guy, military man, came in and he's like, all right, those airstrikes we talked about, they're ready to go. And he's like, what happened? And he's like, well, there may or may not have been a torpedo attack. We have a partial sighting of a potential attack. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, a guy saw. We didn't mechanically verify it. Uh, no one was hit. No one died. No ships were sunk. And he's like, how do we know we've been attacked? He's like, it's a feeling, sir. Well, he's like, yeah, he's also like, how do we know we haven't been attacked? You yeah, know? he's like, look, oh, no, this is a problem. It had been leaked. And, and he's like, they're going to kill you in the press. You're not uh. going to get elected. You're a Democrat. They're going to say you're soft on war. You know, so he's like, all right, fucking airstrikes. Let's do it. So we got us into Vietnam kind of just as a, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Didn't they f uh, throw more bombs at Vietnam than we did in any previous war combined? Yeah, every day. Every day? Every day there were more bombs dropped out of any of all the wars combined. How is there still Vietnam? There, well, there's a, a lot of the bombs didn't explode, oh. so a lot of bombs explode <laughs> cool, now. Cool, cool, because a kid will be like shiny, and then they. I mean, there's videos of them. They're just Yikes. walking around without limbs. That's tough. Yeah, in Thailand, I saw a lot of them. Luckily, they got rid of all the ravens. Yeah, <laughs> attracted the shiny things. They should just release a bunch of ravens. Like, what's this? <laughs> but he feels like. You know, all of this is worth it if he can secure the presidency and gain this power to do what a lot of people don't want him to do, which is one of the f I love this about him is that he's so he has such conviction about him being the guy that can get civil rights passed as a federal law. And he's like, yeah, I just got to do whatever it'll take. 
You know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's good. And he knows he's going to make a ton of enemies. Oh, yeah. and this was the quote that I liked. He's like, what is power good for if you can't use it to overpower people you think are wrong? That's a great quote. That's not quite the quote. That's the essence of the quote. Yeah. And he, he, when he was a teacher, he also taught all these non-white kids in Texas, like public speaking, debate. He would, he'd be really mean and like get in their faces and like make them better debaters, but probably make several cry. Yeah. He was like, they wanted to learn so badly. You could see it in their eyes. And then to, to see those kids grow up and be discriminated against because of the color of their skin really upset him in mm-hmm. a pretty core way to his identity. He, he made a lot of enemies with people that he used to, that like helped him out. A lot of people turned their back on him because he was slowly becoming for the civil rights movement and <coughs> all these Texan and Southern politicians were like, wait a goddamn minute. Hold on now. You're supposed to be with us. Everybody was pissed. It was funny. It's funny how you have like politicians who control a sect of politicians. Yeah. He had that one old guy. Who's yeah. You're talking about, the, yeah, like his, uh, his mentor. His mentor who was kind of like holding the reins of the South. Yeah. He's like, you know, they'll go with him. And so initially he was like, calm down. He's going to do the right thing eventually. Yes. You know, he's going to ease up. Boy, on, I mentored him. He's going to ease up on civil rights once he gets elected. He's just trying to get the, you know, the vote. And Martin Luther King's side separately thought, like, is he actually playing with us? Is he toying with us? Is he? So nobody really knows yeah. whether this guy's being genuine. And it turns out that he is and that he wants civil rights. But, yeah, he made a ton of enemies. Nobody thought he was being radical enough. Yeah. So he introduces a civil rights bill. And the Southern Democrats... <laughs> Start filibustering. S- longest filibuster in history, U.S. history. Wasn't it like a month? 60 days. Oh, my. Two months. Yeah. That's a whole courtship. <laughs> That's 90 letters. Yeah. At the very end, they propose. They say, we would like to secede again. <laughs> wow. 60 days. So as a part of that filibustering, some of the highlights, a guy brought up, <laughs> he brought up a map of the U.S. You remember this part? He brought up a map of the U.S. that currently had, like, where black people lived. Oh, yeah. The black population. And then he, he offered, he's like, all right, you guys are so into integration, voting rights. How about we give you as many as we have? He wanted to redistribute. This is the first socialist policy the Democrats ever espoused, was the redistribution of black people across America so that we would all feel the pain. And everyone was like... Uh, I mean, I see the I see your point. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah. no, people were. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, it was really crazy. The, watching the movie was just like they're giving up the speeches. Like this is our God-given right to have the separation. And you're like, wow. I mean, to bring up a map of the country and then just start moving black dots around <laughs> and be like, this is what I propose. You guys want to do this? Yeah. Huh? We could do this. We could stop the filibuster right now and do this. I know you guys got a couple, and you, they're probably maybe they're pretty cool. You know how you guys like bussing. Why don't we get them buses out to Oregon, Minnesota, North Dakota? He wins the election, ultimately, by a landslide, but he loses the whole South. Mm-hmm. He's sad. He, do- he doesn't really want to run. Mm-hmm. His hog's at half-mast. He's not eating or peeing on employees. Something's wrong. Yeah, he's having a temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah. And so Lady Bird gets her husband's head in the right place. She writes him a nine-page list of pros and cons as to mm-hmm. why he should run. And uh, one of them included that he would only run once. Yes, which she, she ultimately does do. She yeah. goes, "Look, he'll run. You'll run once, and then that'll be it." She was the puppeteer behind this whole thing. Yeah, yeah she's like, and in March or whatever of uh, 1968, you'll announce that you're not going to run again, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what he did. Yeah. So Lady Bird also had her own Southern tour to get her husband's butt back in the White House. She went on a she campaign to try to get the uh, South 
back. She was doing all of her man's work, all of the campaigning in the South. She was like, look, I'll take a bus. I'll go down to the South. I'll serve some collard greens and we'll win everybody back. She didn't just take a bus. She took her own train. Wow. Oh, yeah. That was called the Ladybird Special, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's my favorite sandwich at yeah. my local bodega. I love I'll take the Ladybird Special, no cheese. Okay. Salt, pepper, ketchup, Can four I dandelions. Hold the dandelion. She's a nature girl. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Some lilies. But the South still hated her. So she got spit on. And they would hold posters like Lady Bird Go Home. Black Bird. Black, Black Bird. Black Bird Go Home. Yeah, still kind of picture a, a southern retard. Black Bird. How about you fuck off? Yeah. How about you get the fuck out of here? Yeah, so she's a tough lady. Yeah, I didn't really realize that she was. So she did a huge tour of like. She did at least five states. Five states, 1,500 miles on a train called yeah. Ladybird Special. And this whole time, this is a hate tour. Yeah. People well, are, I mean, they're threatening to kill her. They're doing bomb threats. And yes. we know from MLK, they'll bomb your fucking house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were bomb they'll, threats. They'll, the bomb threat was real back then. This is, the bomb threat was real. This was pre-MLK bombing, but bombings were a thing. Bombing, well, I mean, now you get a bomb threat. It's someone on TikTok and you're like, you fucking loser. You just want views. Yeah. They would actually do it. They back in my day, yeah. the bomb threats meant bombs. Yeah. And they would send Secret Service agents out to scout the tracks to, mm -hmm. like, look for hidden bombs. You know, any kind of ticking bowling balls. Run! <laughs> See a uh, slithering line of asphalt. Oh, no. Guys, our or bombs not of asphalt, of gunpowder. Yeah. Our, our fuses are really loud. Can we change that? Or <laughs> Can we put a silencer on the fuse? No, no, we can't. We haven't figured that out yet. So, yeah, these parents, you know, they were, they were, they were going to her, her rallies and booing at her and be like, yeah, I, my, I, want my, I want to give my kid the same pale, milky childhood I had. Yeah. Now, my I've, kid's got to hang out with, 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 with kids who can do a full cipher? What the? Who can spit bars? Timmy can't even read C-Spot Run, <laughs> let alone put together complex rhyming scheme. Yeah, they stole her. They would steal her gloves. They would, like, steal things off of her. Really? When she, yeah, they, like, stole her gloves off her, of her hands once. That would take her a while to get that gloves. thing off. You think so? Yeah, they go up to past your elbows. It's like getting off a long boot. <laughs> You're like, hold on, hold on. She's yeah. like, I'm pulling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, she's on the bed. You pull, I'll push. <laughs> you can just, have the gloves. I just want it off of me by now. Yeah. And so her uh, her tours kind of her tours worked kind of because LBJ lost most of the South, so she tried. Yeah. Um. And uh, LBJ ended up beating out your hometown boy. I know uh, Barry Goldwater. There's I worked off of Goldwater Street in Arizona. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. He's a big part of AZ. We wish our big part of your racist the, uh, past and present. Yeah. The unofficial model of Arizona is uh, which still was that way. Forty <laughs> state. I think we're the 48th state. Yeah, we are. Wow. We last, were the last state. You're after the, I mean, sorry, before Alaska and Hawaii? Yeah. You were the last state, continental state. That's pretty cool. Yeah, here's something to tie into LBJ is uh, Arizona was the last state to recognize MLK Day. <laughs> <laughs> Juneteenth's still a myth. Yeah. No, no. Um, all right, so LBJ's in the White House. He, he declares war on poverty in 19... 65, he starts bombing homeless encampments. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, eradicates poverty <laughs> entirely. No more poor people, is yeah. there? <laughs> a lot of the missiles didn't go off. Luckily, homeless are still finding them yeah. today. Uh, no, he was big on social programs. Gr the Great Society was basically his uh, New Deal, his collection of, of um, programs, bills, and spending efforts to combat poverty. Uh, we kind of already talked about this job creation, rebuilding poor and urban areas, just spending to make life better, fill the potholes, you know, fix up community buildings, YMCA's, that kind of thing. 
I saw this video of Harlem in the eighties that looked like it was Ukraine it right like it was now. Bombed. It looked yeah. like it was like piles of literal rubble and like trash heaps in the city. It looked like an incomplete city. Like yeah. they're either not done tearing it down or they're not done building it, but they've stopped in the middle somewhere. So he had a bunch of programs that put money into these poor neighborhoods and Ladybird's efforts complemented his with her Highway Beautification Act of 1965. Mm -hmm. The Great Society was all about improving every aspect of life and uh, beautification is an aspect. You're walking down the street. I mean, if it weren't for the trees in New York, I would have thrown myself in front of the train a long time ago. Oh yeah, that's because of Ladybird, baby. All I'm looking at is the trees and sometimes a rad will catch my attention. Yeah. They should start advertising on rats. You said what? They should start putting ads on rats. (laughs) That's funny. So when they scurry across, you're like, oh, I do need an injury lawyer. Blue to you. (laughs) I heard a, we were listening to like a Caribbean uh, rap station on the way home yesterday. And there was an injury lawyer who came on sounding like a DJ. I love that. He's like, in terms of your emergency contact, you're going to want to call Top Dog. Not your girlfriend. I've heard Not your wife. You need Top Dog. Because he's going to win you this case. Murder. (laughs) I don't care if you slit that woman's throat. If you go with anybody else, y'all gonna make me lose this case. (laughs) (laughs) Up in you still have to pay. You still have to pay. You only pay if you lose. If you lose, okay. All right. Anyway, so yeah, I I kind of take it for granted, I guess. But a big reason that the nation's highways aren't littered in billboards or junkyards. I mean it. Thinking about how it used to be before this, I already hate the amount of billboards that are on the highway. Yeah. On the Jersey Turnpike, like on big highways. So I can't imagine what it was before the Beautification Act. It would have been disgusting. It just would have been one after another. Just long messages. God is real. Trust me, bro. Just like your computer has a virus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the world is sick. (laughs) And you just, I can't see. (laughs) People crashing. (laughs) Because they're too busy trying to write down the liposuction number for for cool sculpting. (laughs) Yeah, so piles of trash. Just like the nation's capital. D.C. You ever heard of it? Look like shit. Yeah, she made it pretty. She made it pretty. Anytime you go into D.C. and you see flowers, I mean, not... It's not totally going to be her. Uh, people have, you yeah. know, people have, people have planted flowers before, but she was like, we really got to make this capital something mm-hmm. to be proud of. She's like, look, I grew up in Alabama. It was a good time. This is it's all. great time. Flowers everywhere. This sucks. We need black people able to get hired and flowers. We need black people planting flowers next to you and It'd me. It'd be funny to think that there was a group of Southerners who were also against the Beautification Act, <laughs> who were just as passionate about the civil rights. Yeah. I, now listen here. They did a filibuster of their own yeah. when the beautification is going. When I was a kid, I used to be able to read for miles. You want to go look at the flowers? You can go join you, the game. You want to take away my kids' books, too? Yeah. Okay, that's the only time little Timmy would read. Yeah, someone who's just as pumped up about <laughs> they hate flowers. Yeah. I have real bad allergies. Yeah, come All on. right, I hate bees. I'm deathly allergic. <laughs> I bet there was some. We can't you trying inter- to kill my kid? <laughs> yeah. You're trying to integrate nature into society. So now you want black people and bees just living right next to us? <laughs> You're going to make this the most deadly country in America. <laughs> We're not going to last no more than a couple of months. Our heads are going to be on sticks. <laughs> The stingers of bumblebees, that is. <laughs> Look, when I was a boy, I was used to mud and rubble. <laughs> All right, that's what I grew up on. We played in the rubble. It toughened me up, okay? That's right. If I would have been rolling around in flowers, I'd have been... I'd have grown up gay. Yeah, kissed a dude <laughs> while I was at If I want to smell a flower, may as well smelt another man's ass. I Lady Bird Johnson's trying to gay up our country. Uh-huh. Sign this petition to prevent the further homification of this country. 
Yeah, dudification. Yeah, yeah, dudification. That's what we need. Dudification act. Yeah, we need man caves instead of uh, <laughs> gas stations along the highway. I was saying that's what they'd call it because it was making it good, the country gay. Dudification? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what we. That's how we counter beautification is uh, dudification. Yeah. You can pee anywhere. You can still kind of do that. No, you can totally do that. Nobody, I've never, I've never stopped anybody peeing in public. No, and I think I think more fun- funnels should be uh, encouraged for ladies. Oh, for sure. Because they're always complaining, like you guys have you can just point it wherever. I'm like, well, I'm down for you to use a funnel. Girl. Yeah, I, th- yeah. Stop the stigma. Yeah, free the uh, free the pee, free the nipple, free the pee. Yeah, free the pee. Add the funnel. What do we got? We got more stuff about the beautification. Um, I don't think we. I think we're close. done with beauty. Well, we just talked about beautification. Now would be a good time to talk about Walter. Yeah, that's a good transition. Okay, so LBJ had this aid. When did this happen? You, intro me with Walter. You know him basically. Walter was, was the gay sting at yeah, the YMCA. Yeah, there was the gay sting that happened during LBJ's presidency, and the. No, we can we can talk about Walter. Up. Tell me, tell me about Walter. Walter, Walter was LBJ's assistant, right hand man, and basically pseudo son for over twenty five yeah. years. Any decision that LBJ made, Walter was in the room. It was kind of his Robin to his Dick's Batman, and Walter was in the closet, which was very frowned upon. Yeah, uh, and deep. Deeply behind the furs, under the shoes, yeah, cowering, cowering, and had a family, a wife, four kids, I think, six kids, six kids, six kids, yeah, (laughs) not that gay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, yeah, for every kid, he was even gayer, yeah, he's really compensating. He made all his maybe every time his wife was like, Are you sure you're not a little? He'd be like, like, I'll I'll prove it right now, right now, you spread those legs, yeah, he'd see it (laughs) (laughs) just in a cup and pour it in, yeah. He'd have it from earlier. I'm gonna come and just with his soft dick throw throw a cup on her. She's like, "Well, all right, I guess you convinced me." Turn the lights off. <laughs> so when so yeah, the Walter was a gay guy. Walter was a gay guy, and then when Linda B. Johnson was out of town, somebody comes up to him and goes, "Hey, I gotta tell you bad news. A plane is at the World Trade Center. No, the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> it's way ahead of schedule." <laughs> but someone comes, uh, an assistant comes, and goes, "Look, you're never gonna believe this. Walter's been caught." And he's like, "Caught for what?" Yes, he's been caught in a gay sting. And LBJ is like, I can't take a side. I can't believe he would disgrace me like that. Yeah. He, well, let's describe Let's describe what happened. I don't really know what happened. Listen, I know I, what happened. I was there. Yeah, you watched I the have tape. the photos. I watched the tape many times just to make sure it was really him. Walter was caught uh, at a YMCA bathroom. And this was the second time he'd ever been caught. Oh, uh, the, yeah. The first time he was caught uh, by the police for, quote, crimes against morality. He, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. He, um, I think he got out of jail, like called into the White House. That was his one phone call in jail before he made bail. Gay bail, which is sucking off the, the guard. <laughs> That's gay bail. Um, he made this one call. He's like, hey, I'm going to be a little late tonight. <laughs> and then he just came in to work. Wow. So he was able to, you know, sweep that one under the rug. But the second one, it was like the FBI or something. I mean, Hoover was up everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. And he had a camera up, Walter's. And so he saw the man's dick enter, and he's like, we got him. Finally. So they did a sting. I don't know. They were looking through with a, a, a peephole in the YMCA, the men's YMCA. I wonder how much other gay sex they caught on tape before they got that Walter wasn't, coming they're like, in. Oh, God. Like, we've been here all morning. Every senator. <laughs> they're like, we're not here for him. Yeah. We're here for Walter. Talk about Philip Buster, this tape. <laughs> so, so they catch Walter in this gay sting. And I do wonder at what point during your... Uh, interactions you intervene you know is it like a nibble on the ear or do you need full insertion and at what point like if you wait too long as an fbi agent you have to arrest yourself yeah for not stopping it sooner 
for obstructing justice. <laughs> Somebody comes in. Just, for being in a, what is it called? Aiding and abetting. A, it'd be funny if there was one guy who they put in charge of watching the, the Watching, watching the guy live, watching. And they're like, they have just what? an infinite line of people well, they watching. Bust him, the like, guy. why haven't you done anything? He's got a belt around his neck. He's jack. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't know you were. <laughs> we got two one-way mirrors here, buddy, and you're on the end one. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! You're, was, not, you're not gonna tell my wife, are you? Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> why don't you sit down? Oh shit! Is this gonna go on TV? Well, yes, it is. It's already on TV right now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> this is live. Yeah, they walked in. Take a seat. Not on him. <laughs> on a chair, you sicko. God. Never enough with you guys. You're a sick fuck. You You're know a that? sick fuck. You want integration you and your... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was probably such a conversation in the 60s. You know, hey, do whatever you want. I just don't know how you poop. I don't know how it just doesn't fall out every, <laughs> every time you eat something. <laughs> I just don't get it. And they like that? <laughs> I mean, a good poop does feel good going Look, honey, out. you know I think men are attractive, but the... The the P and the B. I mean the 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 butt the things with the butt just ugh, <laughs> ick. And how do they poop? I've asked everyone. Do you know? <laughs> I have to ask my wife. It's last resort. So Walty, yeah, gets cotty. He gets caught making Old out. Walter White sauce <laughs> gets caught uh, doing the doing the YMCA in a man's asshole. <laughs> He's I spelling. The, I think it was the Indian. The other guy was a construction worker. <laughs> he's spelling. He was the cop. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, he was, goes, I'm a real <laughs> cop. He goes, what? No. He's handcuffed. He's free. Handcuffs are real. These ain't cutoffs. <laughs> Get in the car. Can I still suck your gun? <laughs> uh, so poor Walter got caught. Someone told LBJ. And, he and was LBJ like, was like, he was like, I got a campaign to win. I can't. Yeah, I can't take a side. But the good thing is what LBJ was like, we'll cover it up. Put him in a hospital and say it was like. No, uh, that wasn't LBJ. That was Lady BJ. Oh, wow. That was what that was where she came in. She's like, he's been your friend for 25 years. He's suckled at your teeth. You've called him a son. You know what I mean? He's like your guy and you're just letting him go. And I think <laughs> I think LBJ in particular might have wanted to steer clear of any like gay rumors because yeah. this is a guy who whips his dick out in front of a mainly male audience whenever mm-hmm. he can. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh no, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a gay aide. They're just going to think he's my little, uh, my little fuck toy. Yeah. My little jumbo sleeve. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. My wife already is trying to get flowers everywhere. They're going <laughs> to, the rumors are going to yeah. be true. I brush flowers out of my hair and I go yeah. home to my gay aide and show my penis to the reporters. Yeah, he's been by my side for the past 25 years. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look great for me. So he, uh, yeah, he kind of banished him. He fired, well, he, t- he asked him to resign and he did resign. And then Lady Bird went to the Washington Post and made a very, like, departed from her husband's wishes, which was to not talk about him. And Lady Bird issues, issued a statement saying, like, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's exhausted from serving our country and, you know, getting it in at the YMCA, but he's <laughs> resting up. And uh, they did kind of blame it on, you know, mental illness, mm-hmm. whatever, but they took the onus. I think that really cushioned the blow for Walter uh, in terms of, like, coming back into society and, you know, not being so ostracized by people. Yeah, and Lady Bird was able to give him a job at the radio station as, like, second in command. Yeah, yeah, so he, he got, got a job. Kind of, it was kind of like uh, went under witness protection. He got, a, he got some severance pay. Yeah. And so she says no at the important time. She buys yeah. the radio station. She defends Walter. She goes to the Washington Post, I think, and, ha- and, and says, like, he... He left due to exhaustion. He served this country well. She didn't mention anything about homosexuality. Yeah. She was just like, he's tired from getting railed by in the service of this country. Oh, and also, some people think that 
me being the only one. I think that if he had Walter, he might not have rushed into Vietnam like this. Walter was always by his side, helping make helping to make every decision. He boots him right before he's elected. I don't know, man. Could have been that this gay sting caused Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. I think Walter could have kept an e- a level head, could have sucked Johnson off just the right amount so he's not too stressed and approving airstrikes willy-nilly. I think it could have been... Uh, yeah, could have been avoided if we if kept we Walter around. A little bit of uh, gay rights. Yeah, a little bit of don't ask, don't tell. I mean, yeah. why was it so hard to let black people do stuff but not gay people? Yeah, what the hell is going on? I mean, what the? They really just wanted straight white men doing everything. Yeah, and they're like, okay, well, straight black men, but no. I mean, how do these guys poop? <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of extramarital dalliances, LBJ had quite a lot of them. He used to say that he boned more women than Kennedy, which yep. Kennedy probably would have surpassed him if, uh, you know, didn't have a little surprise pinata in his head. <laughs> but I'm sure that, uh, yeah, so Lyndon, like any president, had a lot of uh, marital affairs. And some of the things, and his Lady Bird was also kind of fine with this. She kind of just figured, you know, husbands have girlfriends and it doesn't really matter because I'm the one that he comes home to at the end of the night. I'm the bottom bitch. I am the lady that funded his first campaign. I think and you mean top bitch. <laughs> bottom bitch is a term for the pimp's best hoe. <laughs> okay. So, Sorry. what about the pimp's only wife? Welcome to the learning corner. <laughs> it's a fun move. I what like about the pimp's betrothed? Like he does it. Uh, yeah, he was the pimp's betrothed, the stripper that he married. <laughs> your can your thing went blurry a little bit, but I don't nice. know. Nice. <laughs> we're good. All right, keep going. What were we saying? Lyndon had a harem of ladies dedicated for him. That was all the lemon just for Lyndon. Yep. Sit down on his jumbo. Yeah, that was and a club. The all li- women for Lyndon. Yeah. And Lady Bird dealt with it in a way where she was like, look, I'm the one that he chooses to come home to, and I, he proposed to me on the first day. And husbands are going to have girlfriends, and it doesn't matter because I am the best one. He did things publicly, which is kind of upsetting. Like yeah. He would kind of humiliate her. He's just like the grossest version of a guy, which I want to forget about and just remember what he did for black Americans. But I can't. I can't gloss over the fact that he had a very public affair with this lady named Alice Glass. And... Uh, they would, you know, I think they like met in Texas. Like she was like a six foot blonde, leggy, very smart. You know, people th- I, like she was extraordinarily really smart. smart. Like lady, yeah, <laughs> big intelligence. <laughs> lady Bird, after like kind of learning about the affair, lost weight, started dressing sexier, was like doing her makeup more, wearing jewelry, like doing everything this lady was doing that was kind of capturing her husband's attention. And she even like checked books out of the library. This that's how smart and like ooh this this ladies can like really yeah. keep up with you yeah you know oh Lyndon have you ever read the story of the rainbow fish <laughs> <laughs> oh Lyndon before you go to bed I, I wanted to talk to you about some grapes I read about that were rather wrathful if I could just bend your ear about mice and perhaps men before you come maybe to not men but <laughs> that's a little bit more for Walter um. But there's a story about Alice Glass that she wore high heels, she wore T-shirts, Alice is cheer captain, Lady Bird's in the bleachers, just trying to get seen by her own goddamn husband. Trying to get seen by the president who dude, I mean, he would, proposed he, dude, to me. Dude, don't talk over me. Don't sing over me, bro. He would do this shit in front of her. Mm-hmm. He would be in a car where you were sitting, like three people in the front seat, Lady Bird is passenger seat. He would just put his... 
hand on the thigh of the lady in the middle and start working up her skirt. Really? And yeah, dude. Find it hard to believe. That's what that's what it said in a Ladybird interview in the Texas Times. Ladybird said this. I, I, yeah, I think she reported on it, or maybe the lady said it. Wow. Or maybe Lyndon said it. Yeah, maybe he was like, that's my prerogative. That's my prerogative. I was just checking to see she wasn't a man. And Lady Bird's like, look at those pretty flowers outside that window. Yeah, that's the beautiful. If I look at the flowers, I don't have to think about my husband's dalliances. Oh, those ones are almost in bloom. Oh, okay. Oh, look at that. A little early for those this year. Yeah, she just went to a different place in her own little uh, botanical garden up there in her mind. Yeah, was, that's tough, man. Just to just have it flaunted in front of you. Yeah, being kind of a little cuck right there. Yeah, well, that's that's the level of. Uh, but I think she was really a woman of her time. Like people asked her about her independence, and she was like, "No, no, no. Lyndon B. Johnson was my man, my love, my identity." She was like, "This whole you have to have your own identity if you're a woman thing is oh, that's your generation." Yeah. It's overrated. But I think you think she's being a little political though, just choosing the right words because she was independent. Also, it makes sense for her to say that yeah. because that justifies her life and decisions. Yeah. You know, it's like what she said to Lyndon. She's like, you're just going to bitch out and quit? You're going to see this thing through and just say you're a loyal wife? Yeah. There was a part of the movie I liked, though, that, that she's like, look, I know what you think, and he's harsh to me, and, you know, he spits in my face and tells me to put on more makeup, and he fucks people in front of me, but he always comes home to me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt that. You yeah. know, she's like, he's like, look, you know? He's not spending more time with them than he has to. He's getting his nut and he's getting out. Yeah, that's true. Get, you know, she was probably was on, one of the first on the bandwagon of post-nut clarity. She was a direct recipient of post-nut clarity. Yeah, showing up with that. Yeah, I know you like showing flowers, Showing up with an baby. empty sack and a full heart. Yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson. He had this pretty public affair with this lady, Alice Glass, who gave him, in 1971, after his presidency, she mailed him an antique brass eagle mounted on a glass base the eagle had reportedly been made for Thomas Jefferson as a gift from the French when Jefferson was ambassador to France. Alice had owned it for 30 years and wanted Johnson to have it in his post-presidential years. After Johnson died, Alice wrote a letter to Lady Bird and asked her to return the eagle. Lady Bird responded, Lyndon kept it on his desk at first. We placed it in glass, whatever. It looks very nice in our home. <laughs> then she wrote, I know how much you must treasure the eagle because it's given us such pleasure. And then she, uh, yeah, they say that she, like Lyndon, uh, would just try to kill people with kindness and make it very awkward for them to be rude to her. Yeah. So that's kind of what she did. She's like, it looks so great. Thank you so much for the gift. Yeah. And she's like, can I have it back? And she's like, again, thank you for the gift. So it looks beautiful on the mantle. Yeah, the gift that you gave us yeah, while us. you were fucking my husband and uh, pleasing his needs. Yep. Yep. Eventually, though, she did send the eagle back because Alice persisted. Wow. Which is crazy move. I hope she like pissed on it or did something beforehand. Yeah. A little bit of revenge. Something. Or maybe it was a mock eagle. Maybe she could send her a fake eagle. Covered in uh, foil from Ferrero Rocher's. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> a little bit of a lover's spat. Kind of crazy to have the balls to email. Yeah. To write a letter wife. to the wife. She must have really loved that eagle. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a sick eagle. It was like given to Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, but then how did Alice get know. it? Was I she mean, just boning all these presidents? I don't think she's that old. I'm not sure how she got it. I think it was like in her family or something, but yeah, she was like, you know, it's it's a nice historical thing you'll like. It kind of has our relationship in it. It's like, it's gross. Get away from my house, you, you homewrecker. I would send anthrax back in the mail. Yeah, I'd give the eagle back coated in yeah. poison. Hey, have fun. Yeah, enjoy the eagle. Eagle's got a little sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you can't judge her. A lot of people see Lady Bird as a victim, 
but at least the way that she's portrayed it, and maybe it's a face-saving campaign, you know, in retrospect, but the way that she's portrayed it, she's like, no, I love my husband, I took my lumps, but it was good. It was overall good than bad, you know? Every husband's got a few girlfriends. Come on. Right? Isn't that kind of how she felt? I think that is how she felt. We could talk about this. She was a big uh, environmentalist, and she... um, a lot of her environmental stuff beyond beautification got drowned out by like Vietnam protests. Mm-hmm. She was like, what about the environment? And everyone's like, what about Vietnam? Yeah. She's like, they're blowing up a lot of trees. <laughs> so she was a big environmentalist, but nobody really cared because there were other issues. Yeah. Going, civil rights, Vietnam. You know, yeah. They're like, bring back the troops. And she's like, big paradise. She's like, for every troop that bottom. dies, plant three trees. There'd be a lot of trees, guys. A lot of trees. I'm just that saying. That would make the war a victory. It'd be 158,000 trees. <laughs> And trees equal air. And what do we need to live? Air, which we need less of because all the soldiers died. So we appreciate that. And it would be a better place. She was pro-Vietnam because of how much it reduced our carbon footprint as a country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what do we have to wrap this? Well, how do we want to transition? Because we have more dick and potty humor stories. <laughs> but what else do we want to say at the end here? Well, we have who would you rather be? I would rather what be Lyndon just to have a seemingly foot-long hog would be kind of cool to experience for a little bit. Sure. Just a, a hog that you could whip out soft and just impress. Like, Li- Yeah, Lady Bird lived to be like 90, though. Yeah, that's true. And Lyndon had a heart attack, I think, twice. Yeah. Two heart attacks. They yeah. were afraid. I still would rather be Lyndon. I think Lady Bird was happier. Yeah. But I, think I think she had a better life. You think so? Yes. Yeah. I think I might rather be Lady Bird. Okay. Split, baby. Split. I'd like to know what it's like to be president. And I'd like to know what it's like to be a lady. Show. Yeah, okay. And a bird. You can know that now. <laughs> no, I'd like to go back in time. Uh, be an old time lady. <laughs> I want to be an old time lady. Yeah. Yeah, who uh, who gets bullied into wearing lipstick. And cheated on. Yeah, that's who I want to be. I'll cheat on you. Yeah, I want to be, be reading a book alone in my bed. <laughs> Going, he's probably... He's probably not, not wondering, not, trying not to wonder. Hearing a lady moan in the distance. Oh, they're probably that's drawn up probably a probably unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's probably... A, Servant. Mm, those lawmakers. Yeah, they get angry. Yeah, they get, they get. They sure do come when they're thinking of bills. Um, and then we do have some other uh, potty stories. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so welcome we to the Patreon. Uh, well, wh- well, what other things did uh, did LBJ do in the White House with his with his huge hog? By the way, Lyndon's Johnson was so big that he installed this separate shower <laughs> for his ding dong. You've been dying to bring that up. Uh, we'll we'll keep talking about it. I've been dying. Only this is the first time no, I brought no, it up you once. Say, we got to talk about his ding dong show. Well, for sure, that's a clippable riff. It's <laughs> a riffable clip. Chuck no, he's the the uh, the engineers were like, we can't we can't do this. It's gonna be like tens of thousands. We got to install like new water lines. He's mm-hmm. like, I need you to do it. Well, he goes, if I can move ten thousand troops in a day, you can build me a goddamn shower. <laughs> you Which, can build me a cock rocket of a faucet. <laughs> By the way, you could put a fire hydrant in my shower. Okay, I want to be blasted. Dick height. <laughs> I think he was doing what I was doing as a young boy in a jacuzzi, just sticking it in there. Oh, turn the water on? Yeah, I think so. I wonder I how wide. He had to I don't know what the this. width was, but uh, yeah, that was he. He like snaked some secret funds through like a confidential presidential <laughs> little wallet that he had, and he was like, "Here, use this." Yeah, use my, it's my secret stash. Yeah. I also, I wonder if presidents today... Do you <laughs> think they have that? I hope so. I think it's really cost the White House like a lot of money to fix over the years. If it, if it, even, <laughs> if it even exists still. I mean, I wonder how many things that he had installed people took out immediately after he left. 
<laughs> the phone in the toilet, the dick hose in the shower. It's uh, like when you move into an apartment and you see like a shadow <laughs> of a light. It's not really for me. Yeah. <laughs> it already gets wet enough. <laughs> I don't need direct contact. Talk about a butt dial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. Whew, that woke me up. <laughs> Blasted in the ass. <gasps> I think uh, I think I'm I think I'm a gay now. <laughs> Turns around, bends over, <laughs> comes out the mouth. <laughs> I did not try to fuck my shower. My shower. I swear to you. Tried to fuck me. Uh, he did it. <laughs> uh, I tried it. It was good. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, was there anything about the dick shower? Hold on. We, let's just scroll down to dick shower. Let's just have some fun. Wow, what's that big paragraph? Don't worry about that, dude. I'm going to read every word. I'm going to read every word. I got to go. I know. I know. I thought you had a no-dose. <laughs> Directly into his penis. The shower heads had to have water pressure equivalent to that of a fire hose. In addition, Johnson wanted to have a switch that would flip either hot or cold water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. That's cold. Such a freak. After the staff complained <laughs> such a request meant a lot of work, he insisted on getting it done and used the Vietnam War as a reference. <laughs> this guy was nuts. <laughs> oh, he's so fun. If I can move 10,000 troops in a day, you can certainly fix the bathroom any way I want it. That's the way I need it. Plumbers had to lay a new water pipe, create a special water tank with a pump, and add, add six body spray nozzles cost tens of thousands of taxpayer money and was paid with classified funds allocated for the president's security. He's like, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll put a bullet in my head. It is in the interest of national security you install this. I can't think straight with a dry dick. <laughs> Unless okay. I've been blasted to Timbuktu, I cannot solve the world's crises. I can't fix poverty. If you want, if you want voting rights... You're gonna put this hog. You're gonna put this hog underwater. I think that's what. <laughs> what? Hog underwater is fun. I was gonna say. I think that's where the term you hogwash <laughs> came from. He, he was. Uh, he coined a lot of sayings. You gotta. You gotta sink this pig. <laughs> You're gonna drown my hog. You gotta. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was. Uh, that was his. That was a fun little fact about him in the White House. Um, and like Lady Bird just had to deal with all this shit. Yeah, I wonder if she used it on her on her hoo ha. Yeah, on her on her Lady Bird. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I you got to be tempted. Lady Bird, you using my <laughs> using my <laughs> hogwash? <laughs> that is for me. <laughs> and me There's a that tank has a limited amount of water, and I can't be the president. I swear man. to God, Lady Bird, you're spraying it on your cooch again. I mean, what kind of woman are you? She's like, well, I don't get enough action from you. Yeah, I think they did have a pretty good sex life. I'm I sure think he, he just had a bunch everybody. of sex. Yeah. Well, the president was boning up until Clinton, I think. I don't know if yeah, J.W. I don't it. know if G.W. Bush. G.W., I don't think so. I don't know. He's, He's more of an old. academic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever you want to say. 
Um, thank you guys for listening. That's been overshadowed. Uh, Charles, what, what do you got to say to the people? Make sure you thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review if you can, even if it's just one sentence that says you're great, we're great, and it's funny. And you're great. And you guys are great. You can leave we a review re- saying I'm great. I'm five great. Five stars. Any, just hit five stars. Pass it on to a friend. Please uh, watch us on YouTube to get those views up. Subscribe there as well. If you want to check out the Patreon, it's only $5. Tell your friends. Tell your mother. Christmas is coming around, and I know... There's no better stocking stuffer than getting a subscription. Are you wondering what you are you wondering what to put in the Thanksgiving cornucopia? <laughs> it's a gift card to our Patreon, which I think you just have to buy a preloaded credit card and use it for that. <laughs> but still, you could write. It's like one know, of those visas I can only be used at one place. Yeah, exactly. Like I even overshadowed our Patreon. And uh, you can find uh, me on all social medias at Charles underscore Engel E N G L E. Find me at Zach Russell Comedy. I think I'm still on Worst Cooks, unless I've been voted off or won. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> um, yeah, but thank you guys for listening. Charles, how do you think this episode went? I think it was good. And also, you'll be surprised what, who we choose at the end. Hmm? I think it was a fun app, and it was a different outcome at the end, who we choose to be. Oh, sure, sure. Um, let, let me just get a clean take of that just so maybe I can edit it in because I think we just meandered into it. Charles, who would you rather be, Lyndon B. Johnson or Lady Bird? I'm going to say I'd rather be Lyndon B. Johnson. I would like to know what it's like to have a sweet hog to be the president of the United States and be the one to pass a bill for civil rights. Yeah, I'd like to be the lady who writes a pro and cons list about why you should run. <laughs> and I'd like to get on. I, really, what I want is a train called the Zach Russell Special. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Is I, I want a train named after a sandwich <laughs> that I can campaign and win over Southern racist with. Okay. That's what I want. Um, all right, guys. Thank I you can for make listening. you a sandwich. <laughs> well, can it, can it travel this five? This is two pieces of white bread can with it travel, mustard. Can it travel five states and lose four of them? You can do whatever you want. All right. I'll spit on it for you, too. Bye, everyone. Bye.